Hello and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. cheering and me laughing at you. <laughs> Hello. It's the way of the world, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm joined by... I'm Paul Sprague. Hello. Yes, you just met... When I said bye, you could have just said Paul Sprague. Anyway, uh, did you know what Big Finish was? Well, we love yes, stories. Yes, I did. And we make... I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, sorry. We make great forecast audio drama and audio books that you can buy on CD and or download. Our productions are based on much-loved TV series like Doctor Who, Dark Shadows, Blake Seven, Stargate and Highlander, as well as classic characters such as Sherlock Holmes, The Phantom of the Opera and Dorian Gray, plus original creations such as Graceless and The Adventures of Bernice Summerfield. That's all I have to say. You can buy some releases as books and e-books as well. It's exciting. That's true. There's a release out this month, isn't there? Lucifer, yeah. the Blake Seven thing. Anyway, let me tell you what's coming up in this podcast. Paul Sprague will be taking us through some emails from listeners. <laughs> yes. Why are you doing that in a creepy voice? I'm just trying to give some audio variety. <laughs> oh, OK. And then later on, <laughs> there'll be uh, a competition. Yes, competition. Are you using this podcast as an opportunity to put together a new voice reel? Is that, what, is that <laughs> what's happening here? A fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> there'll also be a special update on what I did in Australia. Oh, good. I was looking forward to a quick snooze. <laughs> I'm relying on you asking me questions about it. I just oh, made that out. Oh, brilliant. I'll have to write some down. And we'll also be previewing the May releases. Yeah, they may be released. No, they will be released. And and also a mention of... What, well, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'd what like to... What did you do in Australia? <laughs> Are you asking me now? Or on no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm prepping for okay. later. Carry well, on. Uh, also, I'd like to talk about uh, the lovely Caroline John, um, who, as you know, sadly passed away after a long battle with cancer. And during her illness, Caroline and her family received amazing support from the Princess Alice Hospice. Uh, on the 4th of August 2013, her son, Ben Beavers, will be cycling the London to Surrey 100, a 100-mile cycle ride through London and Surrey for help for hospices in memory of Caroline. And he says, uh, the Princess Alice Hospice cared brilliantly for my mum and this care allowed her to spend more time with us as a family and come back home in the final few weeks. We will always be grateful for those last days with mum. And so we are attempting to raise money for the hospices, particularly Princess Alice's. We want to give something back and continue to give others the support they need at the most difficult of times, making the unbearable that little bit easier. So, uh, please give if you can spare anything. Just visit Caroline John's Just Giving page, which is at www.justgiving.com stroke Caroline Beavers dash John. There you go. Or you can text You should probably spell that out, actually, to make it clear how Beavers is spelled. Oh, yes, Beavers is spelled B-E-E-V-E-R-S. And John is J-O-H-N. 
uh, this de- all the details for this are on our website anyway in a news story and we'll put it also in the uh, story attached to this podcast you can also text mum 71 m-u-m-m 71 followed by the amount you want to donate uh, to 70070 so thanks if you can spare anything for that okay what else are we doing oh Paul Let's have some emails. Oh, okay. Um, some emails. I do it in that voice. Some emails. <clears throat> I've been rediscovering some old emails. Have you? Well, you remember? <laughs> do you remember Ooh, a while back when we switched switched email servers? Yes. And, and we lost a bunch of things, and I didn't know what I'd replied to and what I hadn't yeah. replied to, and got it's into quite a bit traumatic. of a state. Yes. While you were away, <laughs> yeah. oh. I was working out what I had and hadn't replied to, and getting in touch with people and trying to sort out the mess that it had become, which mm. is now sorted. So that's good. Sorted. But um, I, I found a few few emails, but this one in particular, which says, uh, Happy New Year. That should give you an idea how old this is. Happy New Year, 1919. <laughs> Took advantage of the Big Finish deals over the Christmas New Year period to download the excellent Lucy Miller Until the Death series as oh. preparation for Dark Eyes. I have a question for Nick Briggs. Oh. Is the Dalek line of dialogue, attack, 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 borrowed from the old Dalek... The old talking Dalek toy from my childhood. You know, the one with the black licorice all sorts sticking out of its head. <laughs> P.S. I bought Dark Eyes because it was on the cover of DWM. Very glad I did. Thank you. Oh, well, that worked. That's from Peter Kavanagh. Attack, attack, attack. Well, of course, the Daleks said that in um, The Chase as well. It's one of the things they say. Attack, attack, attack. But no, it wasn't necessary. I didn't ever have that toy, actually. I did. We couldn't afford it. I'd love to know where on earth it went. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, it didn't really look like a Dalek and it didn't really sound like a Dalek, but apart from that, it was fantastic. <laughs> it's good to say, because when, when I first befriended Tom Spilsbury at school, mm. I discovered that he had the Dalek, the, the, no, the canine, sorry, that talked that was out oh. about the same time and I had the Dalek, so we could have them fight each other. Brilliant. <laughs> in it, Yeah, you know, something which I've now reproduced in our... Uh, uh, what what month? I can't remember. Anyway, the Dalek contract has K9 and the Daleks in the same story. The Tom Baker release coming up in a couple of months. Excellent. Excellent I, should prob- I should probably read this one out as well. Okay. Dear Big Finish, I'm currently listening to your latest podcast and thought you might like to know that Slough is west of London, not north of London. You muppets. That's signed <laughs> Ken Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Ken Bentley is uh, one of our directors. You <laughs> Did I say it was north of London? Yes. That, that wasn't the only email we had about that. I should oh, really? just point that out. Well, it's north of and where I, I am in London. At Let's least I admitted to not knowing where it was at all, <laughs> rather than making some kind of error. Quite proud of myself slough. for having no concept of geography at all. Sla- Could you say slough again? Slough. <laughs> what? What slough. have I done now? What? Slough. 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 Uh, <clears throat> slough slough that's what we're going to call it from now on and frankly we don't care where it is it's been destroyed by the Daleks on Fair the way, way to Bedfordshire <laughs> it's crawling with Daleks Martin Smith says yeah. I recently enjoyed oh sorry I really I can't, oh dear, I can't read at all today I'm I recently enjoyed a pair right. of glasses <laughs> Yes. Martin Smith writes, Dear Crispologists, <laughs> I really enjoyed your recent Crisp Review podcast, which I think has a great deal of potential to cover issues that matter. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing this announced for subscription. 
Okay, a real big finish question. Is there any chance the Tomorrow People will ever be back at BF? It doesn't seem like this series is being made anywhere again, and it was one of my favourites on audio. He's not been reading the news, has he? No, they're making a series in America. I don't yeah. think it's likely we'll get the licence for that back. It's a great shame, but there you go. Maybe we could Ooh. eventually try to licence the US version when it ends if it ends if it starts mm. who knows if it starts <laughs> but they've cast it haven't they yeah I think they've given it a 13 episode order haven't they so it's uh, definitely oh, okay. coming along yeah yeah but yeah we were also sent some crisps by the way from uh, Eamon really who provided who provided some here they are oh chuck them over I'm Walker's quite hungry crinkles more flavour in every groove they're simply sea salted apparently oh come on get us have one no they, they also came with a post-it note to say not to be eaten during the podcast oh. <laughs> Starving. <laughs> well, this is the sound of of, of of hunger. Can I have a look at them? I won't open them. Yeah, all right, fine. I'll Do you promise? Them. Yeah, yeah. Prom- I, are you sure? Yeah. Right. I'll eat them the moment the podcast is over. <laughs> Crinkles, I've never heard of these. Wow. Yeah, here it is. So here thanks, you- Walkers. Any chance? Here you go. Not to be eaten on the podcast. Smiley face, Eamon. There you oh, go. Oh, smiley face. Does that mean I can eat them? The, the the brilliant thing about that is that they they were sent to our PO box address, which which of course is is basically where the warehouse where the sales team pick it up. So the sales team have now shipped a packet of crisps down to me here in the office, having emailed me going, "Why have we got a packet of crisps?" <laughs> which they didn't. They obviously didn't don't reason. listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, do you want some more? Yes, please. Uh, Nathan Harrison says, Hi, Nick and Paul. I'm really looking forward to Dark Ice 2, 3 and 4, but is there any chance that the Eighth Doctor will be appearing in the main range again anytime soon, perhaps for another trilogy? The Mary Shelley, tr- Shelley trilogy was fantastic and something else like this, outside of the current storylines for the Eighth Doctor, perhaps taking place before he meets Lucy Miller, would be refreshing for the main range. Keep up the amazing work. All the best. Well, of course, the Eighth Doctor is in our uh, 50th anniversary special, right at the end. Yes. Here's a little clip of him in that. There. That's better. I don't think I'll ever get over how big this place is, you know? You know, old girl, sometimes I think you're probably the finest ship ever to have sailed the vortex. Um, am I perhaps interrupting something deeply personal? Yeah, that should do it. Hello, where have you been? Well, it was like a jungle. That was him, yeah. Um, But I don't think there are any plans for him to be in the main range, and I'm working on uh, scripts for uh, Dark Eyes 2 at the moment. Um, We're quite happy with with the Eighth Doctor being in his own special box set range at the moment. It does make it sort of a bit extra special, doesn't it? Yes, it offers something different, I feel. Yeah. But, you know, I'd never rule out him returning to the main range. There are just no plans at the moment. But thank you. The thing is, it kind of, in a way, didn't work this year, did it? Because the anniversary stuff happens sort of at the end of the year when we tend to sort of do something a bit different with the main range. Or yes. at least have done recently. So it doesn't quite quite fit the, the plan. That's a very good point, Paul. But you're definitely, there were a few people who wrote in saying, is Paul McGann going to be back? Yes. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> we haven't just gone, well, we've licensed these Eighth Doctors, but why not just not use one of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, this, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, should we have one more email and then move on? 
Yeah, um, there's uh, this one, which is which, which just says, Dear Mr. Briggs, we're writing on behalf of our colleagues whose relentless drilling apparently disturbed your more easily irritated podcasters last week. While we appreciate that some podcasters can find the sound of drilling irritating, we've conducted a national opinion survey as follows. Which would you prefer? A, a yeah. noisy background for podcasts but a vibrant construction sector for the economy, 80%. B, a quiet background for podcasts, but a stagnant construction sector for the economy, no. 20%. Right. So, no. So, no. Anyway, we were only drilling during your podcast for a joke. Haven't you got a sense of humour? <laughs> that's, that's, Touché. Uh, that's from Major Luke, Major Stare, and Major Barbara Cutcherhair, um, who are the directors of the British Association of Construction Engineers and Gentlemen's Hosiers. I'm reliably informed. <laughs> That's not that's not an obscene acronym, is it? You don't... I was checking that as I, as I was reading it, and no, it isn't. <laughs> thank goodness for that. Well, thank you. I take all those very serious points on board. And, um, and also, I'm very grateful that you and your colleagues are not performing your very worthwhile function today during this podcast. It's quite quiet, isn't it? It is. Very quiet. Just the distant noise of traffic. Yeah. <sighs> Next. Yes. Um, what about the May releases? Do you want to know what they are? Yes. Well, I know, but I'd like you to say. Okay. Uh, well, what would, you, what would you like first? Any preferences? The Doctor Who main range. Okay, that's the Lady of Mercia. It certainly is. Which I finished listening to this morning. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought I'd try like and it. get ahead of the game a little bit and, uh, and listen to things. I early. haven't heard it. Haven't you? Oh. It's very enjoyable. I liked it a lot. It's, isn't it a fantastic script by Paul Mars? Yes. Yeah. It's not done a main range release for a while. Not, no, and it's brilliant. Everyone told me it was fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Brilliant work from Paul. Yeah. And um, I, I do like the fact that uh, Janet Fielding gets to do a northern accent. <laughs> Which is... Um, it's quite quite entertaining. <laughs> oh, if I'd known that, I would have got her to do that because, of course, she was in Australia with us all. Yeah. I was I, I went to Australia and New Zealand to do a little tour of Doctor Who conventions recently. But Paul's going to ask me about that later if I've not fallen asleep. Right. <laughs> okay, the uh, Tom Baker range, the fourth Doctor range. I should Did say. you meet anyone interesting when you were in Australia? I'm st- I'm still prepping. So oh, carry okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> little scribbling noises. <laughs> you meet <laughs> anyone uh, sound design is never far from my brain right so yes the lady of mercy which is a big tegan story yes and uh features the fifth doctor and yeah. tegan and turlo and nissa yeah sorry i've moved on from that now. okay well, well I we should, let's have a clip from it shall we well that's what i was moving subtly towards <laughs> <laughs> England, 1983. Time to stretch our legs, I think. Good. Feels like we've been cooped up in here for ages. Where are we exactly? There's a sign. The University of Frodsham. Ah, yes. One of the most august seats of learning in the north. Not exactly Oxbridge, though, is it? You're such a snob, Turlo. Well, just look at it. It's all concrete and glass. What's the conurbation over there? Down the hill. That's Merseyside, Nissa. What a view. Yeah, lovely industrial wilderness. Terrific. Is there a riot going on? 
Probably just students protesting about something or other. You've brought us here for a reason, haven't you, Doctor? Well, as a matter of fact, there is something I need to check while we're here. Oh, and out he comes with a gizmo. What's that for? He's scanning for something. Let's try this way, I think. That was the clip. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Phantoms of the Deep. I was just going to say, actually, without wishing to ruin your, yeah. your brilliant plan again, some of my yeah. favourite bits in The Lady of Mercy at Turlo, he's got some brilliant little one-liners just being really irritated with pretty much everything that's going on all the way through. <laughs> Look out for those folks. <laughs> Listen out for those, I should say. Phantoms, of, Phantoms the of the Deep now, yes. Phantoms of the Deep. Yes, the, ah. new, the new fourth Doctor story. Yes. We've had a month's break which was sort of unintentional, really. They were meant to be out monthly, and then we thought, oh, hang on, we could get the Jacob and Lightfoot one out early, and then people could sign it at Big Finish Day and That's everything. That's right. So, so the yes, Justice there's... of Jarksal was out at the same time as War Against the Lans. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so we, we've uh, skipped a month, but we're now back with uh, monthly releases, Phantoms of the Deep, which I've also listened to. I'm doing well this month. Yeah, I've listened to that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is uh, quite different, isn't it, actually, to stuff mm. that we've done yeah. Who's the guest Recently. star? Uh, Alice Krieger. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. I've done research and everything. Yeah, you Researcher. <laughs> uh, yes, she was the Borg Queen, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, I'm going to see the new Star Trek film in a couple of weeks. I'm very excited. Wow. Book tickets at the IMAX and everything. It's very expensive, and I'm still trying to convince my girlfriend to actually come with me. <laughs> was it 3D? Yeah. Of course everything is, isn't it? Well, I didn't. I kind of didn't realise. I just wanted to see it at the IMAX. I wanted to see it in Enormo Vision, basically. Enormo Vision. <laughs> wow. So, if anyone's got exciting. any suggestions as to how I can convince my girlfriend that she will really love Star Trek and, and she it will, will become it. It'll will be, be one of her abiding movie. passions forever, like it is mine. Yes. Because she wasn't. She wasn't that keen on the first Star Trek. What? The, the, the revived Star Trek. What? Film. It was I brilliant. Know. I know. How could anyone? Even my wife liked it, and she's not yeah. into that kind of thing at all. I think she was heavily pregnant when we watched it. I was a bit worried she was going to give birth during it. <laughs> But uh, no, she really loved it. Yeah. Well, I'm still tr- I'm still trying to bring her around. I'm trying to pitch it to her as a film that stars Simon Pegg and Benedict Cumberbatch, both of whom she really loves, in I the think, hope that that'll do it. I but think that is your route. It's yes. not quite working. Anyway, Phantoms of the Deep, yes. yes. Brilli- brilliant story and set undersea, which is what gives it quite a different vibe. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Let's have there. a clip. Well, if it is an hallucination, it's a damn odd one. It can't be. I mean, if we were suffering from inert gas narcosis, we'd imagine something more sensible than this. But it's made of wood. At this depth, it should have been crushed. Crushed? I landed a TARDIS in the heart of a star once, barely dented the paintwork. Okay. Now I'm definitely hallucinating. No, I'm afraid I can see him too. No, of course you can. Hello, I'm the Doctor. This is Romana. Hello. And this is my other friend, K-9, Mark II, to be precise. Canine? Mm. Oh, because he's a dog. Very clever. Yes, yes, he is. There we are. Phantoms of the Deep. All right, what about the Liberator Chronicles? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you see, really, you need David for this, because I've, I've not listened to those. Okay. Um, have, we but, got, uh, have we got a CD here? Yes. Let's play a clip. There's an old saying that the eyes are a window onto the soul. I've looked into many eyes in any number of circumstances, enough to know that there's more than a hint of truth to those words. Fear, confusion, anger, hatred, even desire. 
I've stared down enough men to know if you look long enough, the eyes will tell you everything. It was never that way with him. With him, the eyes were always closed to me. In the end, I realized there was only one way to read him at all. His smile. I didn't know it that day, though. It was a lesson I'd yet to learn. That is the Liberator Chronicles. But it's got, Volume it's got, 4, yes. starring Paul Darrow, Jan Chappell, Michael Keating, Sally Nivette, Jacqueline Pierce, and Stephen Greif. But uh, yes, three three stories rather than the uh, three-parter that was on the last box set. So we're back to three separate stories again, including one in which uh, Avon is cloned. Oh. So Paul Darrow is playing another version of Avon. He's talking to himself. Mm, yes, possibly. I don't know how, how the story ultimately pans out. Maybe he's just talking to Serverland. Hmm. I think that's the first one we've got Sally Nivette in for as well. Oh, I don't Nivette. think she's done anything. I remember her in spare parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apocalypse Mirror. The Apocalypse Mirror, which we've only chronicle. just just got got in as a master, so I've not listened to that either. But that's uh, an Eddie Robson tale, I believe. Yes, with uh, Fraser Hines and Wendy Padbury as Jamie and Zoe. I always have high hopes for Eddie Robson's tales. <laughs> that just sounds weird. No, <laughs> Eddie Robson is a brilliant writer. I was I was going to move on to say, and I'm not disappointed. Okay. I, I, I like Eddie Robson's work a lot. I think he's yeah. uh, he's very good. He is good. He's and uh, yes, it's all about uh, well, uh, basically a, a mirror that shows a devastating future that uh, the Doctor and company have to avoid. I believe. Hence the title, yes. the Apocalypse Mirror. Should we have a clip? Hey, that almost hit me. Sorry, Jamie. What are you doing, Doctor? Uh, just a, a spot of keepy uppy, Zoe. Keepy what? It's a game, Jamie. Uh, you have to stop the football from touching the ground without using your hands, see? I've already beaten my all-time record today. And what was your all-time record? Five. No, oh, fiddlesticks. Isn't there a more suitable room you could do that in? Uh, well, yes, but I need to keep an eye on the instruments and, oh, five, six... <laughs> Doctor! Ah, never mind. I'm sure there's no damage. Done. You fractured the harmonic generator. Oh, oh my word. I need to do an emergency landing. Um, <clears throat> hold on. OK, that was a clip. Yeah, good. I think that was originally called the Armageddon Mirror, but then David realised that he was releasing Blake 7, the Armageddon Storm, and thought maybe there was a bit too much Armageddon going on. <laughs> Close so we thought we'd have a bit of apocalypse yeah. instead. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, eh? Uh, staying with Doctor Who, there's our series uh, which we made for Audio Go, Doctor Who Destiny of the Doctor. And the latest release <clears throat> will be a Peter Davison one, won't it? Yes, narrated by Janet Fielding called Smoke and Mirrors. Um, it may even be out available for download before this podcast is out. I'm Good not sure. Lord. Depends when that Good comes Lord. out. Um, yes, because uh, Audiogo released the download on the first of each month, so we've been trying to match that as much as possible. I may have missed it by one day once or twice, but um, we should be all set for that to be up on the first, and then CDs will be out for the official release date, which is usually within about the first week of the month, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, but Smoke and Mirrors, narrated by Janet Fielding, Fifth Doctor Story. Lovely stuff. I'm going to be doing one of those. I'm going to be doing the Ninth Doctor one. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, very pleased with the Destiny of the Doctor. We haven't mentioned much about it, but yes, we've been doing this fantastic release in conjunction with uh, Audio Go, which is a, uh, a story which, uh, although they are individual stories, there is a sort of linking theme which will, and all will become sort of clear in the final release there, you know, for all 11 Doctors. Mm. 
And for those people who've asked, yes, there will be a box set at the end of it that has all 11 in it and we will be selling it. Yes. I've checked. We've <laughs> checked. Um, let's have a clip. I'm just saying I don't see the point of it, huffed the boy in the yellow tunic. It does all seem rather frivolous, agreed the girl in the red velvet trouser suit, and extremely loud. Sitting on a wooden animal going round and round in circles, said the boy. It's silly. The doctor winced. He had been leading the way across the bustling fairground, between the swings and round stalls and the gaudily painted sideshow booths. Now he came to a halt and rounded on his two young friends. The point, he protested, is to have fun. Please tell me you can see that, Adric. Yes, sir? He snatched the Panama hat from his head, rolled it up and stuffed it into his pocket. Sometimes I wonder if I'm teaching you anything at all. Now, uh, Blake's, uh, more Blake 7. There's an audiobook and a book and an e-book. It's too, it's too much book. Book. <laughs> book, book, book. Um, uh, it's called Lucifer, is it not? It certainly is, and written by Paul Darrow. And the audiobook is read by Paul Darrow. It's basically Paul Darrow's month, really. Yes. He's playing himself. He's playing a clone of himself. He's written a book which features an old version of Avon and a younger version of Avon. He's, he's narrated his own book. He's absolutely everywhere. It's Paul Darrow month. <laughs> da, da, da. He's even interviewed in Vortex. Well, that's good, isn't it? There was a time when the Federation ruled, or at least had control over the known universe, as well as continually expanding into the unknown. Until, that is, it reached what was known as the edge of the beyond. That's the first paragraph from yeah. Lucifer. I wonder what was going on for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you were in my head. <laughs> was, that, was that your Paul Darrow voice? No, that was just my voice. Right, Didn't okay. you notice? <laughs> I like to be sure. Here, there's the um, Dark Shadows. <laughs> dark Shadows. Is, is Dark Shadows no set in the West Country? That's is right, that Dark. Going? <laughs> dark Dorset Shadows. <laughs> Yeah. The Phantom Bride. Do you know anything about that? Um, I know that it's the first of a, another batch of six Dark Shadows releases. Um, and I know that uh, things have changed slightly in the production team in that uh, Joe Lidster is still doing it, but he's now teamed up with David Darlington, who mm. has been also doing the music and sound design for it, I believe. Uh, it's got a slightly new look, so the covers will look a little bit different this time round because um, we've got uh, some new artistic talent on it. Um, and also uh, in, a, in an attempt to um, help... Alistair McGowan. Yeah. Uh, and in an attempt to uh, help make it more accessible to anyone who wants to give Dark Shadows a try who hasn't already, um, it's got a sort of linking theme with these stories with um, some new people arriving in the town and you know discovering all these strange things and strange people around. So it, you, can, you can sort of join in with the action by seeing things through their eyes, which mm. is a nice little technique. Yeah, uh, and this one features uh, Jerry Lacey and Lara Parker. Yes, mm. back once again. Time. They've uh, they've they've done a few together before, so yeah, they're back as the uh, unlikely detective duo. Let's have a clip from that. Hi, sorry we're late. Uh, I'm Tony Peterson, and this this is my wife, Cassandra. We're on our honeymoon. <laughs> Dark Shadows, the Phantom Bride. Tell me about the Raven Queen. Well, she was built in 1922 by Henry Mayfield of Portland, Maine. 
Not as famous or fast as other luxury liners of the day, but Mayfield wasn't in competition. He catered to the rich and famous for more um, intimate cruises to and from England. Our client, Philip J. Hartman, bought her, and he's restoring the queen to her former glory. Old ship, questionable past, renovations, a prime fuel to awaken dormant spirits. Hartman's still finishing work, but he's offering discount cruises on these trial runs while the crew practices creating the full 1920s experience. And passengers are getting more of an experience than they anticipated. You who walk the decks of this ship in search of your love, come to us. Make a sign if you can hear us. Darling, I love you, no matter what Father, Leona, or the man in the moon thinks. I will always love you. Nothing will change that, ever. I love you with all my heart and soul. There's nothing I wish more than for us to be together for eternity. Cassandra, I was there in 1929, living the life of George Mayfield. Come on, let's get out of here. With that storm and no captain, the crew's going to have their hands full. It looks like we're on our own. Tony, did you get a look at her face? Like she's becoming real again? Exactly. I think she's going to keep on killing, draining life essences until... until she's either whole again, or there's no one left on board. So much for a vacation dream cruise. Well, there have been a few fatalities. But try not to dwell on the downside. The voyage is still young. Does that complete everything for the, uh, the, the releases for May? Yes, it's a big old month. Wow. There's a lot of stuff we've got to get out. Okay, coming up soon, a competition. But uh, briefly, would you like to ask me anything about Australia? How was it? Good. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Should we move on? Yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, what, what, what exactly did you do? I did four conventions. One in Melbourne, one in Sydney, one in Auckland. I'm saying that because that wasn't Australia. And one in Brisbane. Did I say Brisbane twice? I don't know. Melbourne, Sydney, Auckland, Brisbane. No, anyway, see, I've still got jet lag. <laughs> and it was beautifully organised. And thank you to all those concerned. How was it spending some time out with uh, multiple doctors? Yeah, I was on holiday with Doctor Who <laughs> times four. I was on holiday with Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy and Paul McGann. And and uh, Tegan. <laughs> and, and Janet Fielding and K-9, uh, John Leeson. So, it's, yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah, sort of, um, in the, our last uh, few days in Brisbane... Uh, we went out to the Gold Coast where Sylvester had gone to stay at a different hotel because he was doing a big convention called Supernova. Right. And so can Sylvester um, asked us over for lunch. So basically Sylvester became the child entertainer for my son, Ben, <laughs> because he's just... Uh, he, Sylvester said he's only good with children and animals. And, you know, Ben kept going... <laughs> to him and every time he did that Sylvester pretended to be blown over or had to have his hat blown off so, and he just was prepared to do it endlessly all, all through lunch all evening you know and he loved it and Ben absolutely adored Sylvester calls him Vesta doesn't get the sylph bit Vesta yeah. so it was good 
while you were gone, I saw him in The Hobbit. I finally got around to seeing oh, The Hobbit. I must and watch he that. is brilliant. Everyone says that. As, and he's, yeah, and he's, he's working mainly with animals, so obviously it's, it's, it's work, true, then, working it? well yeah. for him. Yeah. He's got a really adorable hedgehog in it. It's lovely. It's, so, it's such a beautiful <laughs> bit of CGI. I keep meaning it's, it's quite difficult. It's three hours long, isn't it? Yeah, just shy of that. Yeah. And with jet lag, you see, every time we <laughs> say we're going to watch it, I said, no, this is no good because we're really tired now and uh, we haven't really got three hours, have we? I'm not saying it would make me fall asleep. I'm saying that I'm already falling asleep before <laughs> I intend to watch it. We will find the time. That is the end of my Australian memoirs. Thank you. <laughs> it was great fun. Thanks, everyone. It was great. Would you do it again, or yeah. is it a bit much? No, no, I think I would do it again, actually. It was a bit much, but I would do it again. <laughs> it was a lot of flying, you know, because we were flying. Every- and also, I went to see the lovely people at Weta. Oh, uh, yeah. So I went to see David Tremont, and uh, he, well, he was brilliant and lovely. I told him, uh, he said he might not recognise me at the airport. So mm. I said, why not just hold up a card with my name on or the word exterminate or, or a picture of a Dalek, I said, jokingly. <laughs> so when I got there, he was standing there with a full-size cardboard cutout of a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment I spotted it and the stupid look on my face, went, oh, he took a photograph. <laughs> so he's got a photograph of me looking sort of like, oh, as a Dalek. Well, thank you, David. You were fantastic. <laughs> Also, I did promise several people that I would tell them um, what the music was played for uh, the competition. Yes, I had an email about that. It might be somewhere somewhere amongst these, actually. I can't I remember know. what it's called. I was actually trying to find it for someone while you were away, but I couldn't locate which CD it was on, so I was none the wiser. It's got a really strange name, but it's from uh, stockmusic.com. You can buy it. Right. You can buy it's quite expensive, but you can buy it. <laughs> you buy the rights for it, so you can have it. Is um, that the same as the podcast music as well? Or is that, that yeah, that's from thing? no, that's from a different stock music library. Oh, okay. That's called Dance Until Dawn. Okay. Um yeah. Ooh, it's a lot of noisy people outside our yeah, office. I see it's, it's lunchtime, isn't anyway, it? Anyway, the say? music, whatever it is, is playing now. <laughs> it's time for a competition. Yay! So uh, tell us what the prizes are for this competition. It's some more script fronts. <gasps> I thought we could give a whole a whole wealth of them away this yes. this time round. Okay. So uh, there's uh, there's all four script fronts for Countermeasures Series One. Right. Featuring Great. obviously the main cast, but um, Alison Thea Scott is on here. Uh, Alistair McKenzie, um, John yes. Banks. Oh, John Banks has signed everything. Including my check, uh, Duncan Wisby. Oh, John, John, uh, John Banks. Yes. I was channel hopping the other night, and uh, I noticed that Hello Hello was on, yeah. and I thought, well, I wonder if this is the one John's in. I mean, he was. He did, I think, three episodes, and so my chances were slim to none. Yes, and it was. It was one of the ones that he was in. Yeah. I caught it right near the end, but I did see a, a couple of bits. Was of he John. excellent? He well, he had about three lines. I don't know if he had lines earlier in the episode. I tuned in too late to know. I'm sure he had a whole soliloquy. But uh, yes, under the name John Reedham. Yeah. Interestingly, but you got his uh, well, you his face in the you have been watching at the end, so you know, good stuff. Well, that's what they did. Yeah. Um, other, what are the other script fronts? Um, Waterloo of the Daleks, as it was then before it became the Cruise of Davros. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the Sands of Life and War Against the Lamb, but because it's pretty much the same people in both of them, there's no point giving them to both to the same person. So that's that's two prizes there. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yes. So you can you can have uh, David Warner's signature and uh, and John Leeson and of course Mary Tam has uh, has also signed it. Oh, that's fantastic! Okay, uh, so the question is, 
What is Group Captain Gilmore's connection with Sarah Kingdom? <laughs> Group Captain Gilmore is, of course, a character played by Simon Williams in Countermeasures. Don't, don't help them. No, all right. Don't I, help sorry, them. Sorry, sorry, forget I said that. I didn't help you. Okay, so answers to podcasts at bigfinish.com, where you can also send all your emails, of course. Uh, and the closing date is Friday the 31st of May. I like that you prepped that in advance. That's yeah, I just the first. Had, <laughs> no, I just had to check how many days there were in May because I'm such an ignorant. <laughs> so there you are. That's the competition. Uh, anything else you want to say? Because I'm worried that my, my recorder's running out of battery. Well, you know, we could do, do a couple more emails and then, you know... See if it runs out. Yeah. OK. Uh, yeah. All right. And there'll be a very interesting clip of something at the end of this podcast. Ooh. Anyway, go on. Do us a couple more emails. Or maybe one. I'm, it's, it's really... It's almost at zero now. <laughs> Hi, Nick. It was nice to meet you at Brit Sci-Fi the other week and especially oh. nice for you to talk with my son, Will, giving him tips on how to get into writing. That was most appreciated. We finally got around to watching To the Death. I think they've been doing that wrong. Yeah. With trepidation after your warning about it, and you broke his little heart, you did, bottom lift pout and everything. Then, in about the same breath, he said, Wouldn't Nick make a great showrunner after Moffat? There you go. Aww. You can just send that to the BBC a few thousand times. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying this recently. It's very kind of you. I think it's unlikely that it will happen. <laughs> I'm very happy with what I'm doing. Thank you very much. But it's very nice that people say that. It's, you know. Uh, cracking Series 4 for McGann starting to feel like a real prelude to the time war even though I know you can't touch that topic directly it's nice to see possibilities so yes that's Dean Harrison from uh, Derbyshire thank you uh, I should also read out this one from David Steele which I assume isn't that David Steele who's right he's not saying that I'd do. make a good Prime Minister is he? Uh, not, not as far as I'm aware I just wanted to say thanks for hosting Toby Haydock's Who's Round oh, podcast yeah. it's becoming a fascinating social history of both Doctor Who and those who made it I feel sure it will be held up for a long time as one of the greatest endeavours associated with the programme. Toby's podcast has also encouraged me to register with the Big Finish site, and after listening to some of the regular podcasts, I've bought and enjoyed The Wrong Doctors, Dark Eyes, and Unit Dominion. I haven't been a regular listener for a few years, but I'm glad that I've dipped my toes back in the water. Good luck for the rest of the year, David Steele, Glasgow. Oh, well. And he's Scottish as well. Yeah, so um, definitely not that David Steele. Uh, he was Scottish. Was he? Yes. David Steele. Yeah. He was Scottish. Yeah. Maybe um, he is. That was a terrible Scottish accent. I'd like to apologise to everyone <laughs> in Scotland who has ever lived there and ever will. Um, well, that's that's great, actually, that, 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 that Toby's podcast brought someone to Big Finish. And it's fantastic what Toby's doing. It is a great endeavour. And as you probably know, we've given it its own range on the site. So you don't need to just... You know, you can dip into that range rather than wait for them to be podcasts or just get them, download them as podcasts. I think I'm making some kind of sense. I've finished now. Good. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Aww. Paul, it's been a pleasure. Well, it's, it's nice to be back. And, I, and I'd well, like also... Well, oh, I, I know it's I've nice got to be something back. to tell I, you. I haven't been back. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul Sprague just recently wrote an editorial for The Vortex, didn't he? Oh, you? yes. Which, no, which possibly people might have seen by the time this is out. Yeah. <laughs> but might, yeah, might do. And we'd just like to say that we've decided that you're now going to be the editor of Vortex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, There's good. no extra money, but you are going to be the editor. There you are. are you, has, have you accepted the job? Yeah, yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah. There you go. That's true. I've yeah. still got to run everything past you two, haven't I? Well, I mean, we have to look at it eventually. But there you are, you see. That was a live promotion oh, on a podcast. Much. Yeah. I thought I'd save that moment. He's just... He's, yeah, he's looking quite happy. Yeah, it's I'm, okay. I'm fine with yeah. that. He's not crying or anything. Oh, no. Not more work. Oh, it's the same amount. Basically, we, I said to David, You've been, he's been editing it, so shall we just say he's the editor? You know, so 
it seemed wrong that you weren't credited as such. And we're just, we're, David and I will be credited as uh, executive producer and line producer. Right. Oh, well, that's lovely. Thank you. Oh, well, it's, it's almost the least we could do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, while you were away, I had a few people emailing in saying, why aren't you doing these Australian conventions? And I went, well, look, if you make enough of us, we'll... <laughs> Yeah. So, so I apologise if I've started some terrifying resistance movement type <laughs> organisation. <laughs> I think you should do the Australian conventions. <laughs> I cannot speak highly enough about the Australian and New Zealand people. I really, uh, the ones I met anyway, obviously I didn't meet them all, um, really made us so welcome. I, and rather sort of uh, parochially, I like the way that they totally get the Brits. They know us, they know what we're about. <laughs> You know, and they, they forgive us. <laughs> they were lovely. So uh, I had a fantastic time. Right, going now. Any last words from you, Paul? Uh, well, uh, thank you for my promotion. I will take, take it... <laughs> On the in, chin. In the, in the manner in which it was intended. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, neither do I. <laughs> Hooray. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, what's this?